0: Hey, John, I'm pretty excited. This is our first remote broadcast with me in St. Louis and then you in Minnesota. Uh, you have everything ready to go? Well,
1: <laughs> it, it turns out it's a little more complicated than I thought it would be, Matt. Uh, for one thing, it's it's really hard adjusting the equipment here, wearing my mittens, and I I hope my voice isn't too muffled through my ski mask.
0: Is it really that cold up there in, in Northfield, Minnesota?
1: Well, they tell me it's it 's going to get better Matt. in fact, they say by the middle of July, most of the snow should be melted
0: well, John, I appreciate you braving the cold in order to to do the show, but why don 't you just record inside your house
1: what do you mean i I am inside my house we 're on a mission from God.
0: Completely different. Uh. Let's get ready to rumble! Yeah, baby! Yeah! Good morning. This is Pastor Matt Youngblood Clark from Ascension Lutheran Church in beautiful, no snow, St. Louis, Missouri.
1: And this is Pastor Jolly John McCombsky coming to you from the frozen tundra of Northfield, Minnesota.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Is it really that bad, John?
1: (laughs) Well, well, I'm going to tell you something, Matt. So we did this little skit just to have fun, just to have a little fun with the Minnesotans. But I'm actually am freezing today. It's it's going to be forty degrees tomorrow. Oh no! And, and it's 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 like in the fifties right now. Oh, so this uh, is June. Course, <laughs> That's know. crazy. That was it was eighty six it was eighty six uh, uh, Saturday, so it 's not that you can 't get warmer okay here, but we've okay. got a little cold spell, uh, but it 's been beautiful sunshine and seventy degrees, and I know you guys have had nothing but rain and and heat down there, so oh, no, it 's a good sure. place to be this time of the year yeah good glad if you can. like snow
0: yeah see the- <laughs> <laughs> yeah this time of year it 's a good place to be just. Yeah, yeah, January yeah, and February, yeah. oh, boy. But that's why you're not going to be there. You'll be back here with us in in St. Louis, in metropolitan area, southern Illinois. So uh, that'll be nice to see in person again.
1: Well, well we, we were planning on coming back in October. But if the weather stays like this, it might be earlier. <laughs> Who knows?
0: <laughs> yeah, you so. might need a boat to get down here. Oh, my goodness. The... <laughs> well,
1: I know. Yeah, you guys are really yep, dealing yep. with the flooding. That's too
0: bad. Oh, too, the Mississippi so. is high, and the uh, there's not many steps still showing by the arch if people are familiar with that oh my goodness. Uh, so uh, yeah we keep counting how many steps are still showing and then uh to pair locally by us if people are familiar with south city uh it's just crazy how high it is so uh, we're keeping an eye on things and hopefully things crest and, and go down real soon
1: yeah but it just you've got more rain coming in tomorrow too don't you
0: Yep, that's that's the forecast Yeah, that's what it looks yep. like so oh, wow yep yep Not much we can do right now
1: well, I, I tell you what. What I'd like to do, Matt, uh, from the frozen north here, is kind of finish up something we started down there in the warm climes of St. Louis. <laughs> uh, right. We were talking about Revelation, and, and if if you don't mind, I'd like to have just one bit of uh, more say about Revelation, and then we can move on to a new topic.
0: Let's do that. Yeah, I think the last time we met, you were broadcasting from your uh, closet in New Athens, if I remember right. So. <laughs>
1: That's right. <laughs> So yeah, I went from sweating to freezing. That, that's how it's gone. Um, and yeah, so I'd like to do Revelation chapter twenty-one. You got your Bible there? I that? sure
0: do. My Bible is open and ready to go.
1: And and the irony is, I don't have my Bible. <laughs> <laughs> I left it at home, but I do have oh, my handy no. iPad here.
0: Are you, where EBS is it? Is it, in, it? is it in? Is it in New Athens still? Where's your
1: Bible? It's still in New Athens.
0: Oh, no. That's where it's at.
1: Yeah. Well, you know. You retire and, and, and you forget stuff. That's what happens.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, good thing, good, good thing you have Lynn there because she's, she knows the whole thing forward and backwards. She cannot, well, that's yeah.
1: true. <laughs> we could just call her in at this moment and she could just quote it for us if we needed to. Uh, but I'm hoping you've got it and, and okay. we don't need to do that. We've
0: got it. John. Um, where, where do you want me to go?
1: Well, I tell you what. Why don't you start reading? We're just going to do the first seven verses of Revelation twenty-one uh, this morning, okay? And, and then uh, we'll we'll go from there. So, if you want to just start reading at uh, verse one, there, chapter twenty-one.
0: Sure. Then I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, and the sea was no more. And I saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I right,
1: let's just stop there. Let's yeah, sure. Because the thing that struck me as I was reading through these, and by the way, what I'm sharing with you is is the things that I shared at my retirement. So okay. put kind of a context on, on yeah. some okay, of very these good. thoughts. Uh, but the thing that struck me there is the fact that we have a picture now of what's going to be like at the end, and it begins with something coming down. Did you notice that?
0: Yeah. Yeah, the New yeah, Jerusalem. The New Jerusalem.
1: And, and the reason that struck me, Matt, is because... Usually when we talk about eternity, we talk about things going up, don't we? Yeah,
0: yeah that's true. Uh,
1: in fact, how how often do we say that? We, we talk about our loved ones going into heaven, going up into heaven. Sure. Um, which is not an inaccurate way of speaking, uh, right? Jesus Christ ascended into heaven. Uh, he said to the thief on the cross today, uh, you will be with me in paradise. Yeah. Uh, it is the teaching of our church that when our loved ones die, their souls are immediately taken up again into heaven while the body is laid here in the ground. But I think when we're talking about end times, and that's, of course, what Revelation, at least this chapter, is dealing with, we need to remember that's only part of the story. The, the going up is just half the story, because uh, the biblical picture is after the going up, there's also going to be a coming back down and that's what's described in revelation chapter 21 so i don't know do you have any thoughts about Well, yeah i
0: I, I think that's a great insight i even think of uh, those examples like elijah in the old testament he goes up into heaven right in that whirlwind and that chariot appears as well so another example of going up but again the the last day unique as christ has ascended and gone up we just celebrated ascension day Uh, so also things will be coming down including christ himself
1: and and I think it's interesting that what comes down is a new heaven and, and a new earth, or rather that's what's created. And then what comes down, of course, is the uh, the holy city, the new Jerusalem. Uh, and, and I do believe, now I don't know what your interpretation of the holy city, the new Jerusalem, but I believe this is the assembly uh, of all those whom Jesus Christ has saved, all those who, well, that's how they're described. They're described as the bride adorned for her husband. And and of course, uh, last week we had the story about the adornment, the robes that are washed white in the blood of the lamb. Uh, and so this is always kind of touching to me because I have people that I really love and care for that have already been taken up into heaven, as we've said. And it's kind of exciting to know that someday uh, together with me and all the other people that I love and care for, we're all going to come back down from heaven as well to this new heaven and this new earth.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think that's really consistent with just what the rest of the Bible says, too, how Paul even uses that picture of, of the bride being the church, the people of God, and that the, the groom her husband, um, Christ himself, Jesus himself. So, yeah, yeah, I think that's a, a really beautiful picture of yeah, the people of God.
1: And I think the other thing that's really uh, cool about this picture is that it is uh, a coming down into a new heaven and a new earth, because uh, I think that's one of the great things about Christianity. Uh, I, I, we're not the only religion that believes in a life everlasting, but it seems to me, and maybe even for some Christians, uh, well, you know, Mark Twain pictured heaven as being on the clouds, uh, singing and playing a harp. Uh, oh, and I so that's,
0: that's who we have to blame for that picture. <laughs> <laughs>
1: well, I think the picture already exists, and he was just commenting <laughs> on it because he said he, he couldn't see himself fitting into heaven because he couldn't sing very well. Um <laughs> But but I don't. That's a good question. Where in the world did we get that kind of imagery? Because because the biblical imagery is is that it's going to be a very very physical thing. In fact, you know when Jesus uh, 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 resurrected from the grave, uh, and, and there are Luther. I, this is a strange thing. I, 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 we're getting off track here, but I just want to throw this out. Imagine that Luther. <laughs> uh, well, well, Luther speaks of, of two ascensions into heaven.
0: Had you ever heard that before? A double ascension, huh? yeah
1: and i when I ran across that in his works, I thought, what in the world is he talking about because it wasn't what was it like a week or so ago? uh well, I guess it's been a couple of weeks now we celebrated the ascension, sure, you know forty days after of the resurrection but but Luther points out that that first night when he was raised from the tomb, he went up into heaven right- w- w- Where else was he uh, he he after he had overcome death, he was there in heaven with his father, of course, he could still be present here. Bodily on earth. Um, and now I don't even remember what my point was. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but that is interesting. Over the course of those 40 days before ascension, he appears to his disciples and to many others uh, over the period of those days. But he, it's not like he's with them, walking with them, talking with them every day like he had been during those years of ministry together uh, leading up to his death and so, so, resurrection. <clears throat>
1: So that's exactly the point. So the question is what's he doing yes. when he's not showing his hands <laughs> and his feet when, when he's, he's not showing up in lock rooms
0: cooking well, breakfast I guess he's on he's the Yep, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, but that—that's the point. The—the the, the whole emphasis is that a heavenly existence still can be a bodily existence because you remember he shows his hands and his feet. He says, "Look, you can hold on to me. You can touch them if you want." I don't know why you'd want to touch them. I don't usually go <laughs> touching wounds, but 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 that and, and he's like you said, he he makes breakfast for them, and I'm kind of assuming he had some breakfast with them because you know earlier he said, "Make some fish for me. Give me something to eat." Uh, so I really like that emphasis in our religion that whatever this heaven and earth is going to be, it is going to be something that is bodily and physical. Yes. Um, but but that brings me to my next question that I'll throw out for you. So how do you picture heaven, Matt? How do you picture heaven? What's well, it going to be like?
0: If we, if we look at this example, I think something that we, we- – sort of neglect to talk about is the new heavens and the new earth what is that going to be like and right, i think part right. of the picture that i have in my mind is is restoration that idea of restoration that that jesus is coming to restore to make things new to right what was wrong we see that restoration taking place here in his ministry right as his kingdom His reign breaks in and he heals the sick and raises the dead but then they have more full restoration then uh at his return so the new heavens new earth whatever that's going to look like Uh, But for me, I I guess the the biggest thing is heaven is that place where Jesus is present, uh, visibly present. And at the resurrection, especially when we'll see him with our own eyes, we'll see him face to face, as amazing as that sounds. So uh, for me, yeah, restoration, but then also uh, the the place where Jesus is is present and we see him uh, face to face, finally, on that last day.
1: So I tell you what, Matt, to just point out to people that you're not making this stuff up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> That's always good. <laughs> I would want to do that on occasion, uh, but not, not when we deal with biblical mm-hmm. things. But why don't we read the next few verses? Let's read verses three through, uh, oh, we might as well go ahead and do it to the end, three through seven, because I think this affirms just exactly what you said.
0: Right. All right, verse three. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Behold, the dwelling place of God is with man. He will dwell with them, and they will be his people and God himself will be with them as their God. So that
1: that was the thing you emphasized, that whatever heaven's going to be like, we're going to see God, Jesus, uh, the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, face to face.
0: Okay. Yeah, he will dwell with them. Isn't that interesting? Is that the same word that's used there in John 1? You know, it's that the the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You know, it's kind of a neat picture. You know what?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. I, I'll look that up, though. What? Yeah. That's John 1 1? Yeah, yeah. Because so okay. I do want to talk about that, that word dwelling is, is a n- new thing I learned, okay. which I think is interesting. In my last sermon that I preached officially oh, as a me. pastor, I still learned a new thing. But I'll, as, as you continue reading, I'll quickly look up John 1.1 1, 1 right. yeah, and see if it's the same word there. Yeah,
0: yeah. This, okay. you know, he dwelt with us so that we might dwell with him. So, uh, okay. Uh, verse 4. And he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. What a beautiful picture. And death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore. For the former things have passed away. And he who was seated on the throne said, Behold, I am making all things new. Also, he said, write this down, for the words are trustworthy and true. And he said to me, it is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. To the thirsty I will give from the spring of the water of life without payment. The one who conquers will have this heritage, and I will be his God, and he will be my son.
1: I'm sorry, I can't get my computer to work here, so I can't pull up the Greek word. Okay. But I do notice that the the ESV footnotes uh, that passage in John 1 with the passage in Revelation 21:3 that we just read. So I'm assuming that that is the same word. Sure. Yeah, regardless. Uh, I mean, like,
0: yeah, yeah. Yeah, neat connection there.
1: So let's go back to this description then. So, so number one, as you've emphasized, uh, the, the key thing is that God's going to be there. Uh, number two, as you also emphasized, Matt, there's not going to be anything bad there. Uh, yeah, I mean, you pointed that out, and, and what a neat passage. Oh, yeah. There's no longer any any suffering, or, or now I got to get back to Revelation 21. <laughs> yeah,
0: <laughs> but it's beautiful. Yeah, yeah what? No, what no death. Yeah, what won't be there? Yeah, no tear, yeah. Uh, no death, no mourning, no crying, no pain. Oh. For all those things to be gone, yeah, we can't even imagine what that's like. I mean, uh, this side of heaven and, and Christ's return; those those things are just an ugly reality in everyday life. Uh, but boy, for those things to be gone, it, 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 beyond imagination.
1: And, and and so that's that's my next question. Our next issue I want to discuss. Uh, that's usually how the the picture of heaven is. It's described in the negative. Mm-hmm. It's described by what it isn't, uh, rather than what it is. Um, so do you have any speculation about that? I got a couple of speculations, but how about you? Why, Why do you think that the Bible never tells us what this new earth is going to be like, except to tell us what it's not going to be like?
0: Yeah. Well, I think, boy, again, I think it's it's beyond even our comprehension what it will be like. I mean, we we know what pain is. We know what death is. We know what crying is. We know what mourning is, unfortunately. And it, it, it won't have those things. So I think it, and one part is it speaks in terms of what we're familiar with from this fallen world. And it says those things won't be there <laughs> because we can comprehend what those things are. And to know that those there won't be those things that there's an absence of those things, boy, that that paints a beautiful picture of heaven in and of itself.
1: So I I agree with you, and, and that's always been my explanation that it is just such a thing of glory that it's beyond words of description because there's nothing we really can compare it with here on this earth. Yeah. Uh, you you've got two kids, right? Yeah, that's right, Matt. Yep, no uh, Were you able to be? Were you were you able to be there w- when the children were born?
0: I sure was. Yeah, for both of them.
1: I I got to do that with two of mine. The the middle one was a Mm C-section, and at that point, they didn't let you go in. And I'm telling you, man, you you older people out there that that had to sit out in the waiting room, well, I feel sorry for you because that's the most anxious time to be sitting pacing and not knowing what's going on. It is so much better to have been in there to watch the birth of my children. But it literally is something you can't describe, is it, Matt?
0: That's right. Yeah, it's beyond words.
1: Yeah, if you haven't experienced it, I'm sorry. There's just no way to tell you what it's like. Uh, and I'm sure for the women out there, the mothers who have had the babies, they would say the same thing. No, you husbands will really never understand. And that's true. That's true. And thank God I don't really want to know what that was like. But so, so I agree with that. I, I think that's one way of looking at it, that it is just of such a nature that until you've experienced it, you really can't describe it. But here's another thought that occurred to me right as I'm getting ready to retire. Um, Maybe the Bible doesn't do a lot of describing because it's not going to be that much different. Oh, it'll be totally different that there will be no mourning, no tears, no death. That's radical. But other than that, I'm wondering if life in heaven might not be pretty much like life is here, only without all of the sadness and all of the finality and all of the endings. Um, 'Cause here's my other thought there. What is the one typical image that is used of heaven, Matt? Whenever the Bible speaks about heaven, whenever it's addressing people in heaven, they're always doing what?
0: They're praising they're
1: having a big
0: They're having a big oh, they're feast, praising celebration, God, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they're having a big banquet and a big feast. And I'm wondering I think that's what heaven's gonna be. I think we're gonna be doing a lot of eating and I love to eat. <laughs> you as well? Yeah, i be some donuts. But but you know what it occurred to me? Uh it's not fun to eat alone, is it? Yeah, have you that's ever true. been in that yeah. circumstance where you had to have your meals by yourself? Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah, rarely, you- but yeah, I've been blessed to have family and friends and yeah, you're right. It's it's a lot more enjoyable when you're with someone.
1: Well, we've been we've been Jerry uh, Lynn's dad has been with us, and we've been doing a lot of doctoring with him. And, and we had this incident where I had to drop them off at the hospital, and I still had some calls to make. And as a consequence, I had my lunch uh, all by myself at Chili's. There, I had some pretty good Mexican food, but even though the food was great, it just I don't know it just wasn't a whole lot of fun because I was just sitting there by myself in the restaurant. And so my picture is that's what heaven's going to be. It's going to be these great meals, but we're never going to be alone. We're going to have Jesus there, as you said, and all of our loved ones are going to be with us. And I'm thinking that's probably the best time I've ever had in my life is when I've just sit down and had a meal with people I love. And so that's maybe kind of a picture of what heaven will be like.
0: Yeah, and I think that the the Bible, especially in Revelation, boy, it's it's consistent there too. It's Christ is pictured at the center, but this this just countless throng of people right from all these different nations and even angels are there and present i mean so it really is pictured as a place where it's it's full of others and yeah you aren't alone and yet all who are there are are one in christ and all who are there aren't sinning. which again (laughs) that's the part that really is truly incomprehensible because we don't know what that's like
1: yep so, so let me move on to the last thing then, and, and this was the new thing I learned in the sure. text. And it actually has to do with the word that you had brought up earlier about the dwelling place of God is with man, and he will dwell with them. And do you know what the word actually is there in, in the Greek?
0: Well, in John, I know it's for the same one, like tabernacle, that kind of idea.
1: That's exactly what it is. I, I, I actually don't remember the exact Greek word, but it is the word for tent, for tent. Uh, although you, you're right, usually the English translations, in fact, the KJV in this particular uh, chapter, chapter 21, uses the word tabernacle, like you said. But I think people need to understand that the Hebrew word tabernacle is, again, simply the word for tent.
0: Yes.
1: Um, it does become the word associated with this place of worship that the Israelites had with them as they traveled uh, throughout the 40 years of in the wilderness. Uh, but but the word simply means a tent dwelling. Now, here's the new thing I learned, Matt. I always thought the essence of that word, or the, the, the nuance, rather, of that word was the temporariness of it. And I remember preaching a sermon about Peter. Because you remember the Mount of Transfiguration?
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, to build three shelters. Yeah, one, one for you, one for Elijah, one for Moses. Yeah, yeah.
1: And it's the same word there, Matt. It is the word tabernacle, our oh, tent. Okay, sure. That's the same word. And I remember criticizing Peter and saying, Yeah, Peter, you're just looking for something temporary, right? A tent, whereas God wants to build mansions. And, and you know, you should never diss an apostle. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Even Peter.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I'm saying you've got many years of ministry left in you. So in your <laughs> sermons, do not. Because I realized I was totally wrong. I think the nuance of the word uh, tabernacle or tent is not the temporariness of it. But it is God's desire to be wherever we are. That's the nuance. See, in a tent, you can go wherever your people go. If they're nomadic, if they're moving from one place to the other, that's no problem. I'm going to be with you wherever you're at as you wander through the wilderness. And isn't it interesting when David proposes to build a temple, a permanent place, and David's got a good heart because he wants to build this big, beautiful building that would be so appropriate for the majesty and glory of God. But God says, that's not my idea. (laughs) I'm not really looking for that. Because the problem is when you build a temple, then you have to go to God. And, And I think the emphasis on the word dwelling here, tent, tabernacle, is no, God always wants to come where we are. It's why Jesus came down to this earth and he took all these things, didn't he, that we say aren't going to be in heaven. He took the mourning and the tears and the death and the sorrow and the pain and and all of that and the crying. Yeah, he took all upon that, but he took it all upon himself because that's our God. He wants to be with us wherever we are. And I think that's why this final picture is not about us going up to God, but it is again about God coming down to be with us, because that's the way it always works. Well, anyway, so that was the new insight, The dwelling is not about tempering us, it's about God's desire to be with us wherever we are, no matter what
0: yeah very good so the, the, again the presence of god central to it all yeah that's good john yeah beautiful i, I don't know about
1: your timer but it looks like we're almost up here yeah i've you, got
0: i've got the music going in the background oh
1: okay i couldn't hear it <laughs> i couldn't hear the music so. so well thank you so much our first visit from uh, minnesota and we'll continue this again next week and
0: yeah we'll see you next week on wrestling with the basics
1: with the basics